In the past two shiurim, we've learned the amazing halacha called tarumis, which is a special Yiddish halacha that a person should keep their word even to the point of offering some compensation if they backed out on the other party, even when there was no monetary impact on the other party whatsoever. Simply, they had to just simply pick up the phone book and find another job. Still, you should give some kind of compensation, midas chasidus, and you should definitely think a hundred times before hiring a worker if you have any other options that may come into play. Today we're going to go further and we're going to discuss what happens when there was a monetary impact. And this time we're going to look at it a little bit from the angle of the worker. So going back to the Mishnah in Bab Metziah, we're going to read the next part of the Mishnah. The first part, the first sentence, the opening sentence of the Mishnah was was a discussion of Tarumis, which was a Tarumis. However, the next part of the Mishnah says as follows: Sachar Esachamar, if a person hires a donkey driver, Vesakadar, or someone who carries um, pitchers, Lahavi Preferin Vachalilim Lakala, to bring musical instruments to play by the wedding of the Kala. Basically, he hires a band. He hires a band to come play by his daughter's wedding. Mace, those days they used to also use instruments by a funeral. Another example, says the Mishnah, Upayalim lahalis pishtanim in Amishra, or workers to take out his flax, his linen, from in the dying vat, from the vat where they would dye it in different colors. There was a certain... Um, Omnis, there was a certain trade which the people who knew how to dye the linen would know exactly at which point to take it out. And if they didn't calculate the right time, that could totally ruin the linen. And therefore, they would hire workers for this. And these workers basically did not show up. They skipped town. They left the person stuck with the linen in the vat. And it caused, it's going to cause them some kind of loss or he's going to have to hire other workers. The Chal Dabra Sha'avr, anything anything else that can cause a loss if you don't hire other workers. The Chazrubahem and these workers backed out. That means to say any of the cases we said till now, the workers backed out, the musicians backed out by the wedding or by the funeral, or the people taking the little flax out of the out of the vat didn't show up. All those cases, Makam Sha'in Sham Adam, if there's no other option right now, it's so let's say 10 o'clock at night in the middle of the chasana and they want to walk off the chasana or they, they didn't show up in the beginning of the chasana, where are you going to get a band on the spot? So there's a concept called a person is either allowed to hire other workers at a much higher, even if it's a much higher cost and give the bill to the first workers, or maton, he can actually trick the first workers and promise them a higher salary if they stay and then He's not chayef to give them the higher salary. This is an incredible halacha. The halacha is you can promise the workers a higher salary in order not to leave because you have no other option. You're totally stuck. It's a davar avod, and they're going to mess you up. They're not going to play so, uh, by your chasana. You're allowed to offer them triple, however much the price will be, um, in order to to uh, the gemara discusses how much the price will be, whatever. But the, you're allowed to hire them this. You let it hire them for this higher price, and then you don't have to keep your word for it. Because that's the concept of Dabra, of it where a pearl is causing a loss to the owner. Now, the, 
The Gemara discusses all the way around too. If the if the owner backing out on the employee is going to cause a loss to the employee, which is going to be discussed in Hashem in a later shear. But right now, the concept of Dabra Ovid is introduced by the Mishnah as from the angle of the employee backing out on the employer. Now, if you'll notice, the Mishnah is not only talking about a loss of money. The Mishnah gives a case of a musician. A musician backing out on a wedding is not a monetary loss, but it will totally destroy the wedding. And Tysus points this out. Tysus the Ramasal Periferid. Tysus says, Dovra of a Chashavla. That's considered a loss, even though it's not a financial loss. Sha'ata's manahu lasos. Because now is the time for these musicians to play. And if they're not going to play now, it's, it's, a, it's a loss that can, it's irretrievable loss. There's no way to get back these musicians. There's no way to make up for the loss of not having the musicians. So therefore, says the Mishnah, there's a concept of a dabra of it. Now, it's important to know that this concept of a dabra of it, which allows the um, employer to go to all these lengths to be able to prevent himself from having this loss, as we said before, or paying, paying much more to the next workers or to trick the first workers, that is only taken into account that the workers did not have a total onus. They did not have an onus. But let's say there was an onus. Let's say they had some kind of unforeseen circumstances, something that they could never have expected, and they had no choice. In that case, the workers have the right to back out because they're the ones who had um, a situation that, that, that was against, had nothing they couldn't control, and therefore we don't, they're not held accountable for them. No, we can't hold anything against them. This is discussed in the Gemara and the Fayin Zayin and Aleph, in the bottom of the Gemara. The Gemara says as follows. <clears throat> a person hires a worker, in the middle of the day, the worker heard that someone passed away in his family. Or he got sick, fever. The Gemara goes into the fact that he doesn't lose from his salary, which we're going to discuss later what that means. So the point of the Gemara is here that he has the right to back out because of the oinus that he's in. Now, if the worker does not have an oinus, the worker does not have an oinus, and he's backing out simply because, whatever reason he had, he decided he found another job that he wants, and he leaves you hanging. In that case, we said that you can, you can hold him accountable in many different ways. Now, let's say the worker agrees to pay the, the loss. Let's see, he agrees to pay the loss. Is he allowed to back out and cause the damage or not? So that's a discussion, which it's not in the Maramakoimis, but that's a discussion we're going to see later on. It's a Machloikas, if he has the right to back out, if he accepts on himself the loss. Or we say, no, since you're going to be causing a hezek to another Yid, Rebaran says this in Mishra Rebaran, a worker is not allowed to back out and cause damage to the other person. And besides... Besides for the compensation aspect, there's the actual isser of backing out and causing this damage. Now, obviously, if they agree to it, it's a different story. But if, if it's being done against his will, in that case, he's not allowed to do it. So this is the halacha called um, Dabra Ovid, which is going to be a very important halacha coming into play later on in the Shurim, that where there's a damage caused by backing out, the, the monetary penalty can sometimes be even greater than the agreed-upon salary. The monetary penalty can be even greater than the agreed-upon salary because it's, uh, of the effect that it's going to have. 
We're going to see the Paisim later on discuss also, what about the damage itself? Do you have to pay for the damage? Let's say the case of the Pishton, of the flax that's in the vat. You have this flax sitting in the vat, and it's getting damaged because these people didn't show up. So do they have to pay for that flax or not? So the, we're going to see later on that that's a big discussion in the Paiskim. At the end of the day, when you have a Machlaikas HaPaiskim in Chesha Mishpat, you can use a concept called Kimli, which means to say that you, Vezim will defend the Muchzik, whoever is holding on to the money that we're trying to take the Muchzik away, we're taking the money away from him. Since he's the Muchzik and his money, Vezim will not force him to pay money when there's an opinion that allows him not to pay the money. Because... Why should they go with the opinion that allows them not to? I mean, to pay the money when you can go with the opinion that, that, that holds that he's right. So therefore, Bezim won't, won't activate, they won't go ahead and take away the money from the person, even though there's opinions that hold that he's chayev. So therefore, in this case, where there was damage caused, in, in, in many instances, Bezim will not go ahead and, and have him pay for the damage. Again, another reason why when a person is getting into an, empo- an, an arrangement with an employer and an employee, that they should be very clear who they're dealing with and who they're hiring um, because of the potential financial implications that can come out of it.